Welcome to episode three of the Creative Wellbeing Podcast, a series of real and raw conversations supporting the connection with your unique creative voice to inspire a fulfilling and beautiful life. I'm Jess Fitzgibbon, and today I'm so happy to invite one of my best friends onto the podcast, Lloyd Maloof. Lloyd and I met 16 years ago at university doing our Bachelor of Music. As well as a singer and musician, Lloyd is a talented artist across other mediums, including painting, collage, and writing. Our conversation today explores the power of sharing vulnerably with others, how to ask for what we need in our relationships, and how our friendship has supported us both to have courage in our creative expression, well-being, and life. Thanks so much for being here. And if you'd like to show your support, I'd love for you to leave a rating and review on Apple and Spotify and to share this podcast with someone you think would enjoy it. I also have a monthly newsletter full of creative inspiration that you can sign up to on my website, www.jessicafitzgibbon.com. The link is also in the show notes. So let's begin. We've just had, for everyone listening, we're chilling out in my apartment today. It's been so nice. Yeah, just got the candle going and we've had some nice tea and I got Lloyd on because, you know, he's my nearest and dearest. (laughs) (laughs) But we just wanted to talk about friendship today Mm. and we're both very creative people and I think the way our friendship I guess creativity has been almost a centerpiece to our friendship in a lot of ways. Um, a lot of our conversations revolve around creativity and Definitely. just life. We love to philosophize <laughs> about life. Um, but yeah, I guess let's kind of start back when we met um, yes. at AIM all those years ago, um, 16 years ago. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love that. So good. Yeah. And. It's funny, like I was thinking earlier today how we've sort of done like a full circle, like we started at AIM, you know, probably one of the most creative times of our life, really. Um, For anyone who doesn't know what AIM is, it's the Australian Institute of Music. So we went to (laughs) music college together, we're both singers. And yeah, it was a real creative moment in time. And then it's interesting because we both sort of went off for about 10 years um, friends the entire time and sort of did different things with our lives and tried to be responsible adults. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and now we've sort of come back around to, you know, fuck the real world, let's be artists again. <laughs> yes, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. I've not thought of it that way. Yeah, I know. I just thought about it this morning. I was like, oh, my isn't God. Isn't that special that yeah. we've sort of come back to where we were? Yeah. We had it right all along, Jess. We did, I know. <laughs> um, and I think you know, thinking back to who we were then, like what, what are your sort of reflections of us back when we were kind of oh. 17, 18? <laughs> Do you know what? I, I have to tell you, I long for that. And mm. I think you're, you've hit the nail on the head for me. I, I have this yearning for that time. Yeah. And 
Uh, so well said. I think we're going back to that mm. now and we're sharing, like, it's beautiful we're on the same journey together. Yeah. And we're sharing that at this time of our lives. But back then, I remember when I met you, I <laughs> distinctly remember. Really? It was the first day. We had like an induction day and we spoke to each other just very briefly. But I, what I remember in the first few meetings that we were together is that I just thought there's this mysterious, like, magical woman who is so special and wanted to connect very quickly. And I felt such an affinity with you immediately. Mm. And I then I and then when I got to see you perform and sing and do your 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 art and your creativity, your music, I was just hypnotized. And I was like, oh, this girl is magic. <laughs> I need her in my life. Oh my heart! And she is like a sparkling magical thing that I love so and I've like coveted you ever since (laughs) (laughs) that is so sweet I love you it's true and I feel and you know what I feel that exact same way today Mm. like there are like a few artists in this world like and there always are female artists that I I just feel this connection to and you I'm so lucky that I felt one of my like closest friends Mm. is one of those people yeah um and yeah I just feel like it was kismet Oh, yeah. darling, that's so sweet. Yeah. Thank you, darling. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't remember the very <laughs> first time we met. <laughs> I like. I think I was, and we've spoken about this since. Like, I think I've got this hypersensitivity, and I've only yeah. sort of realised this in the last few years that I sort of like have tunnel vision. <laughs> so I remember you mostly. Tell me, like when because we lived up on the North Shore. <laughs> we did. We lived very close to yeah. each other. Isn't that funny? That didn't even cater into mine. Yeah. yeah, and I remember like most of my clearest memories of you are us driving back yes. to the North Shore and back to like your house um, where we'd hang out a lot. We'd have yeah. tea there. Um, you would always yeah be driving because I'd always be partying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a good fifty five minutes too, mm. like to get in the car and to be like yeah. to get to know each other more and more. Yeah. Like it was almost. I mean, when you think of it that way, there's sort of like a it was going to happen regardless That's of whether it. we wanted it or not. Yeah, to. but I just remember like you just had such a magic light. Oh, just always so. have had such a shining light you just yeah you're very magnetic and you're very kind and I think that's what came through to me like everyone at AIM was amazing um Mm. I think everyone was so supportive and that as a creative is just like oxygen it is isn't (laughs) it yeah like being around people that kind of want to do the same thing um and are out, like putting themselves out there and being vulnerable, especially yeah. like I think though when you're younger, it's easier. Like looking back, Isn't what do it, you think? Uh, like completely, yeah. I think you have this um, unabashed kind of uh, confidence, and I I don't think you've been. There's a I always look to young people, even I'm I'm still young. I swear <laughs> I'm still young, um, but I look to like people who are like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two, and they have this wide eyed view of the world mm. and that anything's possible mm. and something along the way you kind of lose that a little bit and you have to remind yourself mm. so I remember you doing things like when you were performing when you were singing and um even with you introduced me to poetry and like my own writing mm. um and I thought it was radical but mm. you I thought who gave you permission mm. but nobody did you you gave yourself permission to do that. Yeah. And I learned that from you for sure. 
I think like as a child, I was particularly adventurous and yeah. I did have a lot of confidence. I think even when you met me, my confidence wasn't as strong as it was when I was even younger, which is really? saying something. Yeah. Like I remember with sports, especially like I have this story of like being in year seven and I was, I just moved from the central coast to Sydney and it was a swimming carnival and I don't know why, but I'd done swimming lessons at primary school, but they never put me in a swimming carnival. I don't think I was mm. good enough or whatever. So I was like, oh, hells yeah. I'm like going to do all of the races <laughs> <laughs> and start like the first race of the day was like the hundred meter race. And there was like only three people in it, including me. And the other two girls, one was the state champion and oh the other gosh. one was the national champion. Oh my <laughs> And this is in front of the entire school. And it was a hundred meter freestyle. And I got like lapped and oh. I had to be pulled out of the pool. Oh, <laughs> I, was so, I was so tired. <laughs> they, they tried to pull me out. And that's, but that's not the first time that it happened. Like at primary school, actually, I wasn't a swimming kind of at primary school. And I remember like, <laughs> this is so funny. They came and tapped me on the shoulder and were like, we want to start the next race now. Can, oh you, get <laughs> Can you get out of the pool? Um, but I just didn't care. Oh like I just God. thought it was fine. And I think same with singing. Like I just had this. I remember a few of my friends, I think because I started with dancing, like mm. I had a few friends who'd just be like, how do you get up on stage and do that? Yeah. And I think because I was doing it from such a young age and I obviously hadn't had like, you know, some people get some criticism at a vital point mm. and I'm, or I must've just not heard it. Or yeah. <laughs> maybe this is the tunnel vision again. I just didn't. Incredible. Cause I'm sure I know that people at that swimming carnival were, were probably teasing me. I didn't notice that. So yeah. I just got away unscathed. <laughs> That's amazing. The tunnel vision sounds like it's a theme that you can use to your, like as a strength mm. to help you. And I see that today in mm. your life. Like you're able to, you're very much a creator. When you have an idea in your mind, you go for it. Mm. It's connected to your star sign. It's yeah, connected true. to like your human design as mm. well. And it is, you know, that is something I see in you. That's quite a powerful thing that you have. Mm. I, I think I'm the opposite a little bit. So when I met you, mm. I uh, you gave me a lot of permission to do things that I felt like, oh, I, I don't think I can do that. And you're like, oh no, just, just do it. And I remember sort of being on stage when we were like first singing and doing things, I felt very comforted by your presence being there. And I felt a support there from the very beginning. Mm, that's so nice to hear. And I, I, ne and I needed it. Mm. I needed it at the time. Cause I wasn't like that. I was very aware of everyone around me and what they thought of me mm. and a little hypersensitive, if anything. Yeah. And, um, I definitely th thought like at that time, thank God, Jess is like in my class this, this mm. t semester because I'll have someone in my corner or mm. like some like support there. So yeah. I, I really like that was special to me. I suppose I've never really said that to you. Have I? And no. then also we would perform together and sing together. I know, that was like oh. so beautiful. And that's such another amazing part of like being able to look back on all the years we've known each other. And I'm sure everyone has friends like this where mm. you can sort of see 
how it began and the beauty that has evolved, but all the moments shared together yes. and that we got to share the stage together. And I remember so vividly doing, you know, your recital and yeah. it was just a really special time. Seeing Henry Lee yes. and <laughs> Nick Cave and PJ Harvey and just doing, we did quite a few little things together we actually did. over the time. But I think that's the other thing, uh, your connection to music is your, and your taste is very uh, distinctive and um, I would say like probably from the early days we were like, oh, I love what you do and you were like, oh, I love what you do. I like yeah. your sound and it felt really cool to like find that yeah. and to explore that together mm. and um, to create when we were doing those things together and it makes me want to do it now. I know. <laughs> and I, like fast forward, like, you know, maybe four or five years like after we mm. left Dame, I remember a great time where we were supporting each other with music mm. was when we agreed to send each other yes. an original song every couple of weeks. So yeah. I forget what the timing was, but that was so amazing for me yeah. because I needed like the accountability, but it also gave me, um, I think you've always just given me such encouragement and love and oh. like, I don't share with, um, everyone. Like yeah. I share with a handful of people, most of my work. And then I've got other people that if they show curiosity or, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll have them in mind when I finish something and think, Oh, they might appreciate this, but you're one of the very few people I basically oh. send everything. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, I live for it. Yeah. And I love like that you're able to um, hold space for me in that way and always have been as well because maybe I've appeared more confident on the surface, but I think um, it is like I can pinpoint a few people over my life who have given me that vital encouragement or support at the right time mm. and kept the momentum going because being, um, I don't know, it depends on what you're working on creatively. A lot of creativity is collaborative, mm. but one of the hardest things for me around music was that you had to collaborate. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. yeah. And like really having to, um, be very vulnerable mm. with needing help from others, which is something I've struggled with a lot just in all of my relationships of being able to receive mm. and to ask for help essentially. And that's something that music, its it's been a barrier between me and my music yeah. and stuff that I'm still sort of overcoming these days. Yeah. yeah. It's so special. I feel it's an, a truly an honour to be that person for you because it is... Uh, it's so it's I'm, I'm I feel like I'm behind the scenes of like my favorite artist you know it's so it's so, <laughs> so wonderful sweet. I'm such a fan I think that's what it is underneath it but I think in friendship and creativity mm. particularly we need someone to champion us mm -hmm. we need somebody to be our cheerleader yeah and I I think you know holding a space for somebody validating them by listening firstly mm. and foremostly mm. and then encouraging them in a way that is authentic and is like true to what they're giving you. Yeah. I, I it, people can read that and it, I know how much it means because I've received it from you and I've also received it from others, mm. but I think potentially part of me doing that for you is also because I know that's what I need mm. to. And, um, 
it's, you know, there is something very special about um, finding a creative person firstly and sharing similar interests. You want to, you really do want to be there to support them as much as you can in the ways that you, that you, you, you're able to. And I hope that um, the things that I've learned from doing my, like doing my own work and doing my own creativity have um, sort of enriched that over the years, mm. I, you know, because um, there's only so much that you can do by yourself. You have to have people around you. hundred yeah. percent. And yeah, I think for me, um, and I'd love to hear what you think about mm. sharing as well, but I've, I've always found it tricky because like it's, it's obvious why art needs to be shared and everything. But for me personally, it's always felt there is, um, it's not selfish by any means. That's the word that's coming to mind. I've felt that it's self-centered almost. Like we're mm. all the main characters of our own life, mm. but there is a part of me that is like, why does anyone care about this? Mm. And why, I think it's as well, part of our competition mentality as humans. It's sort of like, I've also for a very long time and it's gotten better as I've gotten older, sort of had this, um, wanting to offer something unique to the world without realizing that I'm inherently unique mm. and we all are, we all have something, you know, unique and special to offer yeah. and that that is the purpose of sharing. Um, but I think in terms of everyone shares for different reasons yes. and for me, I get so much personally out of what I create. The doing? The doing yeah. and just the finished product for me that the sharing is actually more f about creating the momentum to continue on, I think, a lot of the time. Ah, yeah. I love that. And That's... when I'm in a moment of doubt or needing to be kind of almost validated or like yeah. this morning had another moment of like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I need to be doing <laughs> more music. Like I want to book a weekend at my mum and dad's house yeah. to go and practice pe like write for a yeah. week. Like, you know, one of our friends has recently done and, um, and it kind of gets frustrating because you, you see this conversation in your head that's like been on repeat for like so many years. And it's in those moments where I kind of, needed to pet myself up. So I went yeah. back to some older tracks and I had a listen. I sent one to you, I sent one yes. to someone else. Yeah. And they're the, often the moments where I kind of re-excite myself by going yeah. back and looking. Oh, see, I have made progress. And also it is a way of asking for support, I yeah. guess, sharing. But it is also an act of generosity, which is something I'm only starting to realise oh, that God, yeah. it's a generous act being able to share something so vulnerable. I think it's, uh, we, I want to, I want to be able to do that more. I mm. don't share as much as you do. And I'd like to share more with mm. you. Even the other day I was like, why didn't I send my artwork that I painted when my, our, our mutual friend sent something? Mm. I thought about it and it, you're, um, the, I suppose I wanted to, some part of us, I think both of us mm. wants to be able to do this ourselves. Mm. And I feel a push and a pull to like be able to like, oh, I, I'm doing it. It's fine. I've got this. Don't worry. Mm. But to surrender, mm. to actually share and to be vulnerable with somebody else and reveal parts of my own work, mm. parts of myself. Mm. Um, but it does feel a little egoic to do it on a public platform, like on social media. Mm. But with friends, it should be just a constant mm. giving and taking and mm. uh, sharing mm. because that's the space that's your peer who you respect and 
that's your peer who's who's there that's mm. what they're there for mm. to support you as part of their role it's you're, you're i'm denying friends mm. the opportunity mm. to be able to support me yeah. and to give me more mm. um uh but i i think in creating things like you do and in the sharing that you've been i've been watching you do and i've been inspired by your sharing recently including this podcast you're you're able to give in a way that is authentic to you and it doesn't translate in any way shape or form as like you showing off or mm. you 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 know your ego yeah. is involved in any of it so yeah. i i think we've got to put that aside yeah. both of us but it's good that, I mean, these conversations that we have, they help. Like every time I talk with you, I mm. learn something mm. and Vice I'm going to take versa. that. I'm going to take that today yeah. and be like, okay, it's time to put something up. Yeah. <laughs> like it's time to show someone something. Yeah. Because it's interesting, like you said, you know, sometimes you've seen sharing, because I know you don't use social media, which I, I, I always love when people say that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're so lucky you're not addicted like the rest of us (laughs) it's such a green flag isn't it yeah yeah yeah. but it's also um I guess I had to change my perception around social media recently because I had the same sort of like it's just people like putting their life up there for others to see and what's the point and it's yeah there's so much ego and whatever but I've now sort of changed my perception mm. to see it almost like an extension of myself. Mm. And it's the same, like you could see a business as an extension of yourself or yeah. whatever. It's not some cold, heartless thing if you make it your own yeah. and use it with an intention um, for, you know, an intention you would with your art or something. Mm. So. I think, you know, with people sharing on Instagram, I think it's a really actually, I think, a low-key, easy way to begin sharing Mm. in a bigger way because it's sort of allowing yourself to be seen because I think a lot of us have a fear of being seen. Um, And it's interesting because a lot of creative people, you know, they have this rich inner life and that's, I guess, why they're doing it and they're they have a lot to process perhaps or they have yeah. a lot to say and the way painting or music or writing or anything expresses our feelings, it's sort of, it adds a whole nother dimension. It does. Yeah, but at the same time, often those people are the ones who are the most shy. Yes. <laughs> or yeah. the most um, insecure sometimes yeah. or a little battered or just yeah. sensitive. sensitive. Yeah, and yeah. sensitive is a word that, can be used against sensitive people. Mm. (laughs) But it's um, using that sensitivity to create beauty essentially in the world, which is so important. And I think we saw that especially, um, I hate bringing up COVID, but (laughs) through COVID, (laughs) like I think people had more time to to explore art a lot more. Mm, The space to do it. What's your, all the things you're bringing up just now remind Mm. me of something that you often talk about, which is, and you're, you're cultivating is the, sense of community mm. and that you're able to use these platforms. I mean, in not doing that, you're denying a community of people mm. from accessing your, you know, your, your art firstly, but mm. also your, uh, for them to be able to relate to it or to connect to something. Mm. And I know, I mean, my experience, uh, cause we go to a lot of music mm. together. We go to movies, we, we see a lot of creative stuff. I find like recently the, 
biggest part of my life that's allowing me to heal or to like grow and to have these like moments of transformation, which I've had a couple recently, which have been quite profound, was always to do with watching some movie that was so connected to who I am, Mm. listening to some music that helped me connect to others and um, in not sharing, you're denying Mm. others the opportunity to experience that through your art. But there's no ego in being like, my art is going to do this for (laughs) other people. It's not that it's that, you you know, you're you're creating and then it's up to the other people whether they interact with it and how they interact with it. It's not really anything to do with you or me. Um, But... It, but then also the idea of like these other friendships that you could be making, mm. these connections mm. that you could be making to other people. Yeah. Are we just leaving ourselves dry out on a little island together? <laughs> us just us two and we're by all alone. And yeah. we know, but it's, we, we, and uh, having the opportunity to connect with others mm. and create, cultivate these friendships because we're all kindred spirits mm. in this together. And yeah. there are people who want to connect. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. I think that's a good point. And as well, um, pushing myself out of my comfort zone Mm. because sometimes I sort of wait for a question from someone or almost like for permission to share. Mm. Um, And this is not just in terms of create like art, it's just life stuff. You know, you meet up for dinner and sometimes you've got things you want to say, but it's sort of, it's hard to say it. And Mm. there's that, again, it's fear of being seen or taking up too much space and, Um, I think a lot of us, um, often we're trying to connect, (laughs) Mm. but we sort of hold back a lot. We hold back for fear of being too much or, Mm. um, you know, burdening someone. Mm. I know like, I don't feel that way, but I've heard people say that to me. Like, Mm. I don't want to be a burden to you. And I'm always like, this is what I'm here for. Like, and this is what I live for. Like the real stuff. Like I'm also like... Some people wouldn't be compatible with this, but I like mm. to get deep pretty quickly. Yes. <laughs> like our conversations when we meet up is like about like, one minute of like, hello, hello, <laughs> and it's like deep. Yeah. <laughs> I love that yeah. so much. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. The one, uh, uh, the, I think it's so important in friendship. Um, and this is what you're bringing up. I hear from many people mm. and it's those Moments where I get to speak to somebody and they reveal like, you know, I actually find it really hard to connect. Mm. I find it hard to be vulnerable with people. And when I do, it, it feels wrong or mm. I'm, I, I've done this and it did not work this time. Mm. And I mean, to that, I think what I would say is that you're, you, you know, like there is a part of you that knows deep down. I think we have to trust ourselves Firstly, um, if you want to connect to somebody and you are feeling that there is a similarity there or there's something that's drawing you to that person, um, it's about like leaning in, not thinking too much and leaning into more of the feeling with mm. this, with that. And sometimes it doesn't work out, mm. but I, I do think every time that you allow yourself to be vulnerable with somebody, every time you allow yourself to show more of who you are, it's, it can feel wrong. Mm. It can feel uncomfortable, but it, you're doing yourself a service. If you're ready, mm. if you're ready, I think there's no need to push yourself, but you're doing yourself a service because some part of you in doing so has to be like, I'm worth viewing. Mm. I'm worth 
I'm worth being seen. I'm worth being heard. Yeah. And that that's an important step regardless of how confident you feel in yourself. Yeah. And it's okay if stuff comes up afterwards and you're like, oh, that felt really weird. I don't like mm. that. And and it's the same in like sharing your creativity, same. But in friendship in particular, I think that's the key vulnerability yeah. to really connecting deeply. And you can have surface stuff. You can have fun. You can be light. I love light. Yeah. Friendship is meant to be about yeah. the light and the fun and the enjoyment. But I think there's also this really beautiful, rich, intimate thing that you can have with somebody. Yeah. And, and that's not dark or like heavy mm. it's actually really one that's the real support that's there mm. and we and to to ask the questions asking you know like as we're doing right now I suppose yeah. and and having conversations where you're exploring things together that mm. are deeper that's a really special thing to do with somebody it feels so good it fills up your cup at the mm. end of the conversation mm. yeah for sure I think um like having boundaries and boundaries, not even having boundaries, expressing like you need boundaries, of course, but expressing your needs is a big thing. So often when we're sharing or, you know, needing support from someone, being able to ask for what we need. Mm. And I often find like in friendship, I think we've got something quite good where like even yesterday, like I text you and then I was like, you know, do you have a minute to talk right now? Because I had to like talk about something. And but that's like kind of new for me because I think yeah. I used to just I think it was a way of me avoiding or almost self-fulfilling the prophecy of, oh, people, you know, don't listen properly or whatever stupid belief mm. I had going on was for me to like launch into a story at the most inappropriate time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I'd be like, you know, we'd be about to leave or like you know, someone's busy doing something or like, it's just not a good time. I can see they're distracted. And I use that moment to share something really vulnerable. And I sort of realized later, I'm like, oh, I'm doing that because it's like, it's easier than having someone's full attention. Ah. And it's also allowing me to continue with my belief that, um, that person doesn't understand. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. Rather than saying like, hey, I need to talk about something. Like, yeah. can you sit with me right now and listen? I guess there's a fear of rejection there of yeah. them saying, no, sorry, now's not a right, good time. Yeah. But I guess I'm learning that if they say that, it's not a rejection. It's a, I want to be there, but yeah. now's not a good time. And it's the same with sharing with anything. Yeah. Your ba- ba- boundaries in friendship, I mean, it's... Uh, you're, you're in every right if you feel like, oh, right now, if I had turned to you and said, oh, at this moment I'm feeling like just a bit raw or I'm like I'm really distracted or I've got these things to do, can I call you later? It would not be yeah. a, a major re- re- rejection. Well, it depends on what was going on for you. If you were like, I actually really need you, I'd be like, don't worry, I'm here. <laughs> um, but we're, but in asking, mm. you're giving someone the opportunity mm. to be like, oh, Okay, I get to be here for this person. Oh, what a lovely like yeah. thing to be to to be needed is one thing, but all to be sh- it, it's you know that's sort of like the lower level of it all. Mm. But actually, to be sharing things with somebody every time you're doing that, you're learning from them sharing with mm. you as well as the person who's you know got the stuff to discuss, the person who's listening. Mm. And actually, we've got to talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you that when I came in. Um, but I, I do think that there is something to be said about boundaries, though, within friendship. Um, 
I, I will go back to like almost repeating myself a little bit, but you, you have to take a moment when somebody is asking you something, even if it's a very close friend, I feel like listening to what it is that you're, you're like, if you're in a place where you're not really ready to mm. speak or you're not able to being able to, to recognize within yourself, okay, this is a moment where I'm going to have to set some boundaries. Mm. And how do I do that in the most compassionate way possible? Mm. How do I um, relay this information to a friend? And I've done it in the past where I've been clumsy about it and it takes practice and it also feels really icky when you start Mm. off doing it. Mm. But then once you start practicing it it actually feels very empowering Mm. and you feel really good about it and when you recognize like your good friends Mm. the people who love you who who you love Mm. they always want you to set your boundaries they Mm. actually appreciate you setting your boundaries that's the revelation that i'm recently discovering it's it's a wonderful thing in your have you found like in your creative practice and i mean i've noticed such like a shift in your perception of like your creative world Mm. and your friendships and everything have you noticed some changes in your own life like that you're like where boundary setting is important in friendship yeah I think um communicating I think for me I've taken a lot more solitude first of all Mm. so over the last sort of two years I've always loved solitude Mm. um and it's always been a pretty big part of my life actually but I do go through periods where I'm extremely social as well. And people yeah. often will be like, solitude, you, like you're out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that has changed, especially in the last couple of years. And I've always practiced it. But I think for me with like setting boundaries with my creative work and with friends, I think it's been about um, accepting people with where they're at, yeah. first of all. So... um I guess if we're talking about sharing work, for example, um, well, the podcast has been a great example. So people, um, you know, I did, I requested people to listen. Mm. Um, and I've also said to, like I even said to mom, I'm like, you know, I really love when you give me this feedback, like it feels Mm. so encouraging and Mm. supportive and me appreciating that with her has shown her that it means something and has motivated her because she's a great mom, like to, to do that for me, you know, where if I, I think in the past I sort of, um, I don't know, it's hard. I think appreciating is a big thing. Like we've got to appreciate what people are giving us because often there's, there is so much there, but then there's also people's limitations and sometimes like, was sharing someone might not like it or they might not relate to it or they might um, have like feedback that might like disturb something within me because Mm. it might be a sensitive spot for me. And then it's about, I don't know, it's about testing it because it's about testing your belief system. It's sort of like, well, are they right? (laughs) You're seeing it as an opportunity. Yeah, it's like this is this could be really valid feedback that I'm just getting reactive to because, you know, I think that's a a big thing. Like we've got to be able to receive both good and bad feedback, but Mm. it's how people deliver it and then setting boundaries or just expressing to someone, which is where I'm still learning. Like when you said that this is how it made me feel, not even how it made me feel. I feel this because Mm. of this, um, 
but that's my thing. Yeah. And I think in the past I've often taken like probably too much responsibility in the fact that I haven't even discussed that with the person. I haven't let them know that that's how I felt when they said that because I've been like, well, that's my problem and they've just triggered something within me and... And I've also then, but what that's done is it's meant that I haven't shared with them again. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'll take that from today. That's really special. Like that going, it's, it's not just taking full responsibility. It's mm. being able to express that to somebody and that's actually setting boundaries in itself. Mm. Also what you brought up about like, so I sort of said, talked about saying no, mm. like, or going like, this is where I'm at right now. Mm. It's sort of, it's a no thing, but you're also saying, um, Asking for what you want is setting your boundaries Mm. as well, which is really important and so many people don't do. Yeah, I guess boundaries and standards are kind of can be this like interchangeable. Like I'm Mm. also starting to use the word standards Yeah, because I think boundaries like a lot of people, because that's a a sort of language I'm using now and that's what I've recently learned. And sometimes people are like, it feels like a wall where it's not a wall. It's actually a container and it's like this is where – you can meet me, you know, we can relate in this way. And it's like, it's, it's being vulnerable because you're showing someone how to connect with you. And the opposite of that is what I was just saying. When I don't communicate that I take someone, what they say personally, or I assume something often because I'm not giving them the chance to even come back to me. Um, I'll use another example of mom, (laughs) sorry, mom, (laughs) mom. (laughs) but she was like, (laughs) I asked her if she wanted to, I'm like, oh, see, she said she liked the podcast. I'm like, do you want to talk about that now? And she was like, no, not really. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I felt a bit offended, obviously. I'm like, well, she doesn't care. (laughs) But then like what I did differently this time was I text her and I said, you know, I really love when you, when you give me a bit of feedback just because you know, I'm working by myself at the moment and it's just like, it helps me get a gauge on how things are going and stuff. And she was like, oh, sorry, now's just not a great time because my painkillers are wearing off. Mm. Like she's got a bad back at the moment. Mm. Um, But I'd love to talk to you about it on Sunday. And I was like, oh, well, there you go. Like it was just a timing thing. And if I had not asked her that Mm. or expressed that, I would have totally incorrectly assumed that she didn't care yes and I think we often have miscommunications with our friends because of that we sort of read someone's body language or some eye contact or the way they say something we take it personally or we read it the wrong way or if we actually like tested it with them and just said oh, like this is how I felt, what do you think? Often there's just a big misunderstanding happening. That communication, that little extra bit, which, and it can go either in like you you pull away Mm. and you retract or you... Like some, like depending on how hard it's triggered you, you like might go on the attack a little bit yeah, or become a little aggressive sure. or a little defensive. bit like, hello, I'm yeah. going to step up and <laughs> tell you what's going on. And they're like, hang on, I didn't mean that yeah. like that. Um, so important. And um, that communication, that style of communication also builds intimacy in itself. Mm. It allows you to um, give people benefit of the doubt, mm. which I think, you know, uh, we – you know, having giving somebody who's close to you the benefit of the doubt is a really mm. important part of feeling connected to somebody because mm. and having being in their corner, being yeah. their cheerleader, yeah. uh, that you people can also they can make mistakes and that you there is a, a space for forgiveness, but that that conversation needs to be had mm. regardless. Yeah. 
um, and not just swept under the rug. Yeah. And that can also be an uncomfortable thing but really important because it, it, uh, it does con- connect you even more. Yeah. Uh, con- conflict is um, – it's an interesting, like it's not conflict. It's it's not. It's I've struggled with that myself. The idea that um, you know, I'm I'm an avoider. I would step mm. away from mm. people, or I would just be like, I don't think I can have this conversation. I'm going goodbye. And <laughs> I, can't, I can't do yeah. it. Like and it, and also particularly around my creativity, mm. I've had in particularly in friendships where I felt like very threatened mm. by what somebody had said mm. and I just like I get in my parachute and I jump out of the plane <laughs> and I'm gone I'm gone I've got my camouflage on I'm out the door and um, <laughs> and it and it is it is something that I've had to learn as I'm getting and I'm still learning right now mm. um to have that conversation because it is an opportunity and um I I will I mean, I will take that from this conversation we've had today, but I would like to practice that more. And I think even in uh, in watching you do what you do with uh, in friendships and our conversations that we have, it teaches me a lot. But I, I would like to get better at that myself. I yeah, have to say. it's it's hard. I'm literally only beginning to do this, so. <laughs> <laughs> and it is really uncomfortable. I read something that really helped me as well, where it said, like. Um, always assume that there's a good intention for what anything anyone does so sometimes it might be like why the hell did they do that but Mm. assume that there's a good reason for it Mm. and if you don't if you can't see it ask them yes (laughs) yeah because we're not psychic i'm not i mean i everyone comes to me and asks me questions and goes the tarot no they don't but like you know (laughs) like i you know i I, intuition i i well i will say this sometimes i think i'm really clever Mm. and i think my intuition is really strong and Mm. i do know too much Mm. and i don't Mm. like when none of us are all knowing yeah and to ask the questions definitely a very important part Mm. i think um with that relationship between like friends and family and people around you how i mean what how do you feel that like your interaction with your friends and me and mm. the, the people around you, how does that affect or uh, have a relationship to your creative journey, like mm. or your creative process yeah. in particular? Does, do you, are you inspired by your friends in a way or, or do you find like some barriers with your friendships that sort of get in the way of your creativity? Mm. Yeah. It's there. I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a loaded question. Sorry, Jessica. <laughs> Is there something specific you want to Yeah, ask? I just wanted to bring up something, actually. Um, <laughs> That's a good question. That would be good for the podcast, some drama. Yes. Let's get some drama yeah, let's in get here, some Jess. reality yeah. We'll fight by the end of it. Don't happening. worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess um, I'll, yeah. Um, Sorry, po- I threw you off. No, it's fine. I'm just trying to think an answer. So positive, there's definitely positives, like, mm. In terms of my relationships, I write about a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So What, what ways do you literally write? Yeah. So I kind of tie in, um, you know, reality and imagination. Oh. So I was listening back to a lot of songs today that I wrote, um, you know, a few years ago now. And they're still very relevant. I was like, oh, these lyrics. It's great, actually. I was being oh, cool. able to say, oh, these lyrics aren't like, oh, cringe. Like, I still oh, loved I love them. That. Yeah. And... I was like, oh, okay, what's happening here? Like I was trying to remember what it was about and I could picture the person that basically inspired it, but it's not truth. Like it runs yeah. off with another story, but it often starts with, yeah, a real life situation. 
And and the, and so sounds like your creative expression through writing music and all the things that you mm. do, uh, your interpersonal relationships are an important. Like they're almost like the inspiration, your yeah. little muse to yeah. sort of create something. For sure, you have a lot of like visuals in your in mm. your poetry, and um, I love the way that you write lyrics as well. Um, and you said there's an abstract element in there as well, so you're sort of tying the two together. Yeah, like I, I think most of my life I've written a lot about nature and mm. relationships and I sort of like tie them in metaphorically. Um, but yeah, I think that's nothing original. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I relationships. You do it originally to me. <laughs> you're always seeking out, actually, it's funny you say that because you, you, you said it's actually, you'll listen back to this, you'll probably hear it. You, you talk about a, um, a original originality mm. is that a word oh, God. yeah um and you and uh sort of being it's something it's i remember f- some of our first conversations mm. that was something that you brought up and yeah. it's something it's interesting to hear you yeah bring that up again now and i've heard you recently talk about it mm. but you i mean you do i i believe you do that i mean maybe i'm i don't think i'm biased i'm not gonna say <laughs> i'm biased because my taste is good but um i am um, i i mean for me personally i uh I don't create, I create from a place of feeling Mm. I've, this is only something I've realized recently. I have, when I sing and when I'm performing, I have visuals in my, my head and Mm. I sing like, and that sort of happens. But actually when I'm creating songs or I'm painting or I'm writing, I'm, it's always from a a place in my body where I'm feeling something Mm. and it's the creating comes from that, but the feeling is related to a relationship. Mm. It's always connected to something that we've done or mm. a friend or a discussion we've had. Yeah. And I've been moved in some way. Yeah. That's so true. And it's a, and it comes, it starts there mm. and then it transforms or transmutes into this thing that I'm creating. But I, I can't think too much when I'm doing it. It mm. has to come from the feeling place. But I am refer, always referencing back to – it's always relating back to somebody. Yeah. And, a, and a, definitely a friend or a lover or a family member, mm. that's where it all comes from. Yeah. So those, like, connections. And um, I found, like, as I've – like, at this stage of my life, I find it hard to create when I'm under stress or I'm not feeling great. Yeah. I – I think I've almost made myself a little too precious, I would say. (laughs) I'm a little princess in the pea with this. Like, um, like I'm at the moment, for example, I've got a lot going on in my life Mm. and I'm almost waiting for a free space to occur. And I think that's not right either. Today I had to like sort of slap myself and be like, listen, (laughs) you're going to sit down and you're going to write something right now because we're not going for the walk. We're not doing any more journaling. We're not doing any more meditation. Sit down and write. Because <laughs> I've love. given myself <laughs> so much time, mm. and um, uh, and sometimes I've I've got to lean into like this is what my life's giving me. It's mm. giving me some conflict. It's giving me some complex things. Yeah. And in my relationships, so sometimes with my friendships, it mm. can there can be a complexity. I want to solve everything. I want everything to be okay. Yeah. But I've actually got to use that. That's the fuel that yeah. I'm using. And we were just speaking before we started recording yeah. about this idea of like there is a different level of expression and, and healing that occurs when you're then creating. Mm. It's a different, it's different from journaling. It's different from seeing a psychologist mm. when you're actually like writing or writing music or doing art. And it's related to something that mm. has happened to your person or, you know, a breakdown. Mm. 
there is a different form of expression that's occurring that feels very satisfying. Yeah. And it almost feels like I'm so lucky to be able to do it this way. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, and so that's the, I suppose, if it's a negative thing, I've got, I, I mean, this is a revelation from today. <laughs> so I'm going to have to sort of like practice that more as I go along. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's really true. Um, so what you're saying, so with you, like if I was to spin the question back to you, mm. so with your relationships, um, so you're finding most of the inspiration comes from your relationships. How, how does it work in terms of support? So mm. because you mentioned earlier, like with sharing and things like that, that mm. can be harder. Like if you were to ask me what you needed more of in that respect, mm. Like what, what could that look like? Well, our conversation today has revealed something to me, the nostalgia, like Mm. the pang Mm. of longing nostalgia that I Mm. felt for like our aim days. I just, it hit me so hard (gasps) on my chest and I was like, oh my God, we need to do like I, what I need more. It's so clear to me is that like, I just want to to be collaborating more. I think that would be really beautiful. I mean, this is, we're doing it right now. Just it's happening. It's kind of manifested it. it. (laughs) (laughs) But it feels so good to collaborate. And this sense of community that we, we can create for ourselves. And I've, I think I've like been introducing you to a few new friends of mine. Yeah. They're artists as well and creatives as well. I think we need to start getting together and doing things together. I've heard you say to me, I feel like I'm a little bit by myself in Mm. this. And there's a beautiful part Mm. to that because we're meant to sort of find our own space, Mm. create our own thing, but then also more collaboration. I think maybe even doing it fortnightly or what, whatever. And I'd love to collaborate musically again. Yeah. I think it would be beautiful. Oh, it I would love, be. I just love your you. Music. You've always been a really big collaborator, actually. Like Have you I? taught me to collaborate. Oh, yeah. Wow. You're always, you might not realize this, but you're always like, oh, when we go here, let's take our art stuff and do it. Oh, and, yes. and let's like do collage today or let's yes. do, you've actually prompted collaboration the most over the oh, years. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And even with music and stuff, because I'm always like, that's too, but we, you have to, it's tricky because you've got to work through your own stuff, mm. have space in yourself to be able to be like, okay, I'm satisfied in what I'm doing. But I think we can also like connect it to just having time together. Can I bounce that question back to you and yeah. ask you what, what are some things, I mean, this is a great way mm. to sort of, I'm, I'm so yeah. glad it's such a beautiful question. Yeah. Um, what would you, what is it that you would require as like a friend in creativity mm. and support in that yeah, way? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I guess, oh, see, I'm already spinning it back to like, this is what I need to do for myself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, I need yeah. to give people like more of an opportunity. <laughs> um, I think I need to, share more and yeah. be specific. Like I was even thinking, cause you're about to read but, the artist way. I was what like, what about me so, asking you? What about yeah. me? Would you want, would you like put it back on me? Yeah, be like, exactly. like, could you? Yeah, could, yeah. Like maybe I need my friends to, um, ask me to send me their, mm. m- my work to them more mm. or something. Yeah. I yeah. Love that. Like I find, you know, again, like I'm always kind of on, Oh, they probably do do that. And I'm not, you know, taking I think people some people do but I think <laughs> I also feel that some people don't no and I, I, and that's not because of anything like I don't I'm not judging people for doing that but I think there is a vulnerability in even them asking to see my work 
Yeah. And sometimes that's tricky too. So But you asking them to yeah. ask you. Oh, this yeah. is like the meta meta inception of like <laughs> ask if you ask them to ask you to ask you to ask them, <laughs> then they might send you it. Um no, but uh, you best believe after this, I'm gonna put something in my phone, like a weekly <laughs> reminder or a fortnightly reminder, be like, Hi Jessica, could you send me uh, that because that's what I want. But that's actually such a good question. I feel again, like even expressing that feels selfish. Uh, I can see you yeah, feel slightly squirming. uncomfortable. But I think like in saying that it would it would give me so much because when people ask about my yeah. work and I have friends that do, it instantly inspires me. I have a friend mm. who's always like, oh, do you have any new music? I'm like, no, nah, but I'll make some right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it just like throws me into action. And I've learned that recently, like I'm working with a few mentors and stuff and just yeah. having that sort of needing to share something with it with them within a couple of weeks gives me a deadline to work towards and it motivates me and I think that's where collaboration is so important rather than being in a bit of a vacuum otherwise vacuum yeah. that's it yeah. yeah I think that's really good and I will I want to do that you, you. you do do that <laughs> I, I, I mean it's a, I know it's a safe and open space but I, there's something different about being asked mm. there is something I mean you know I'm an open door and you can share anything yeah. you want and mm. you, you do and I, I love it but I, I think me asking is beautiful and maybe we can create a little bit of a yeah like a fortnightly thing where we send each other something we'll just be like it's Friday yeah two I weeks love that. and you know like we do it at the end of the month in the middle of the month that sounds um, really yeah, good I, I love, love that it. yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> All right, my darling, well, we have to stop because it's no. already been 52 minutes. Oh, my god! <laughs> I know it goes so quickly, but we'll have oh. another convo soon. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank oh, it's you been so such much. A, I'm so proud of you. This is an incredible thing that you do, and I'm, I just, it's such an honour to be here with you, oh. and I love you very much, Jess. I love Jess. you so much, I darling. You. Thank you. And you're such an incredible artist, oh. and I can't wait for you to be sharing more of your beautiful, beautiful art with the world. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, darling. <laughs> Love you. Bye, Bye-bye. darling. Bye.